What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Um, we missed you all. We thank you all for uh, joining us for another week. Uh, we hope you all are staying prayed up, staying blessed, staying out the way. And for the ones who aren't followers of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, um, this would be a good opportunity for you all to get in the Word, uh, mm-hmm. to start reading the Bible, and uh, to get yourself saved. Um, yeah, but yeah, how have you all been doing? Um, and how have you been doing, Des? Uh, I've been all right. My name is Desi Dez, and uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you want to donate, whether it's small or whether it's big, the uh, you got the link. The link will be at the bottom. That's the name to the uh, cash app. But, yeah, uh, the link of our cash app will be at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, and uh, we thank you all for your support. Uh, it's because of uh, you all support that we're uh, able to. Uh, do this consistently as well as drop yeah. informational videos on different topics that we just want you all to be informed and be aware of and just to pay attention to. And also, uh, yeah, all feedback is um, greatly appreciated. And if yeah. you have something that, you know, maybe we haven't heard about or you may want to be a guest on the show, uh, just send an email or uh, leave a comment and uh, we'll get back with you. But uh, thank you all. i like to say before we begin that uh, we're praying for the brothers and sisters out in Libya that, ex- that has experienced that uh, flood that's going on there, along with a lot of different areas. I mean, I, I don't think, did we already cover Maui? Incident in Maui? We didn't get a chance to cover Maui, and we, then you know Morocco just had the earthquake. Yeah. governor of Hawaii had to say about the fires. Of the destruction of Lahaina, it does appear like a bomb and fire went on. It does appear like a bomb and fire went on. All of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina in its own image, its own values. It's going to be billions of dollars. We are so coordinated with state, county, and federal support that it took less than a quarter of a day, six hours, to get the approval from the president to bring those resources in. This was, of course, a shock to see a hurricane and its winds. I think that we're seeing this. There's apparently over a thousand body bags and mats and containers and refrigerated trucks on the other side of the island right now. The government's trying to blame them. They didn't sound a siren. There was no helicopters that came. 
People had gone and picked their kids up from school and brought them home and left them home. There was a 10-year-old girl with a crib with a baby in it. There was no warning. No military came. The whole community is mourning the deaths of over 1,500 people. They killed innocent men, women, and children by not helping, by not sounding alarms. People were asleep in their homes with their babies and their children. You want to expand upon that? So what I've heard is that they pulled the water out of the pipes to fight the fires, and then they put the water back in the pipes or from some other source, and now it's toxic. Did you know that there are two sites in the U.S.? that have these directed energy weapons. One is Nevada and the other is Maui. Let's start with this directed energy Air Force Maui optical and supercomputing Amos site located on the island of Maui. May I quote from the website? Listen to this. Directed energy harnesses the power of the electromagnetic spectrum to enable airmen to effectively and affordably strike critical targets at the speed of light. Question, why Maui? Answer, it's a new smart grid in Hawaii dubbed the, quote, Jump Smart Maui Project. Do you know there's already books for sale on Amazon about the Maui fires? How could you get a book written and published that quick? Those fires started on August 8th. Today's the 15th. This book, Fire and Fury by Dr. Milestone. Milestone? You mean Milestone? Was published on August 10th. That's two days after the fire started. So how did somebody named Milestone get a book written and published in two days? But he's not the only one. This book, The Maui Lahana Fire by Joel Bradson, took three days to write and publish. Well, he's just a lazy bastard. The news stories took longer to come out than these books. Maybe I'm just naive, but how is this even possible? Heck, the cover of this book shows the devastation, and it was written before the fire stopped. Look, you could say I'd be in Paris. Yeah, there's no sidewalk whatsoever. All them cars.
we're praying for them and pray that the Lord continue to watch over them and their family members. Uh, we hate, you know, what happened. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories when it comes to Maui, but, you know, outside of that stuff, we, we just, you know, wish that the, the people that experienced that type of tragedy are, are, are covered. You know, um, we also, uh, where else? Or anywhere in the world. I know a lot of volcanoes, they said volcanoes now are more active, more erupting around the world than it has ever been in history. Yeah, I think they say the volcano, uh, the volcano uh, is it Kilauea is uh, erupting. And uh, that's that's uh, one that hasn't erupted in, um, wait a second, I just want to be correct on the information that I'm giving. But uh, Kilauea... Um, but I did hear that that was uh, and a lot of these hurricanes are coming back to back. Mm, They're yes. coming back to back. They are. Um, I think um, they said uh, it was an earth, an earth, not an earthquake, but a hurricane that they that was going to hit the east coast. Um, and was that called Lee or something like that? Um, okay, but uh, they said. Uh, there's an article two weeks ago. They said not nine hundred. Mm, they said over the last thirty days, the USGS has reported that nine hundred twenty-two earthquakes, mainly weak ones, have struck in around Hawaii's Big Island. And they also said that um, a volcanic island home to the Kilauea and a couple other other um, volcanoes they name. Are uh, have captured the attention and you know maybe starting to erupt. So also um, a lot of coups has uh, taken place over in um, in Africa. Mm. He has dropped French as its official language, which had been in use since 1960. The country ordered French NGOs to leave the country in November 2022. Mali suspended French TV stations RFI and France 24. It also expelled France's ambassador in January 2022. French troops left the country in August 2022. The new constitution gives official status to 13 other national languages while maintaining French as the working language. This decision coincides with increasing anti-French sentiments in West Africa due to perceived interference. Elections initially promised for February 2022 are now scheduled for February 2024. The move marks the beginning of Mali's fourth republic led by the military. Keep following OK Africa. ...of the U.S. Navy in the Red Sea. Demonstrators say they're ready to defend their nation's sovereignty against the West. This comes as two warships with 3,000 American military personnel arrive at the Bahrain-based U.S. Fifth Fleet in the Red Sea. Washington has called the deployment a response to growing tensions with Iran and the country's alleged involvement in seizing merchant vessels, which Tehran denies. However, the U.S. itself has detained an Iranian sea tank which is now docked off the coast of Texas. Yemen has warned the American Navy against getting too close to the country's waters. We tell the United States government and its accursed President Joe Biden, your Navy fleets do not and will never scare us. America depends and relies on its military power on the ground. However, we depend on God the Almighty who possesses power over everything on the ground and in the heavens. My message to the aggressors in the Red Sea is this. 
Pull back your navy fleets now, because by the will of Allah, your ships and fleets will be destroyed and will sink into the Red Sea. This is your last warning. We are ready to take this fight with them to land, air and sea. Geopolitical analyst and journalist Yusuf Maori says the U.S. seeks to control the Red Sea through hostile acts against Yemen. Well, the demonstration comes after the Yemeni people got the news that 3,000 uh, U.S. troops have deployed in the Red Sea. And this is something that they took out to the streets today to strongly condemn, strongly denounce, and to send a very clear warning to the U.S. Biden administration, and that message is the Yemeni people, the Yemeni army, and the Ansar Allah movement, the Houthis, they're ready to defend their land. They're not going to accept the continuous exploitation by the U.S. and Western powers over Yemeni land and over uh, Yemeni territorial waters. When this protest comes after, um, you know, uh, the deputy minister uh, at the foreign ministry sent a very clear warning to the U.S., and that is if they continue to approach Yemeni waters, then they will face the costliest war they have ever been involved in. And that's a very significant statement by the deputy minister. And perhaps that's an indication that the Yemeni army is fully prepared to counter and to protect their territor territorial waters from any foreign invaders. I think the majority of the Yemeni people, they, they believe that uh, you know, the U.S. wants to control the Red Sea so that they can continue their harassment and they continue, continue their acts of uh, terrorism by invading and occupying Yemeni lands, Yemeni islands, and by controlling uh, territorial waters that belong to the Yemeni government. That's the biggest type of terrorism that the Yemeni people are condemning and are pointing the fingers at the U.S. Uh, administration, uh, you know, the British, the French, and the German government. And these, you know, this NATO-like forces that have been established to, uh, you know, spread their uh, hegemony across the world by occupying lands and by controlling the, uh, you know, global economy and controlling the shipping lanes as the Yemeni people see the U.S. trying to do once again. Um, there's a very uh, significant statement that was made last week by uh, a government official here, and that is, you know, he believes that the U.S. and the Western powers, they're, they're planning a preemptive strike on, on Yemen. In order for them to do that, they have to control Yemeni lands, they have to control uh, Yemeni uh, waterways, and they have to occupy Yemeni islands so they can, uh, you know, wage a war on Yemen anytime that they, uh, that, you know, anytime that they want to, anytime that they want to strike Yemen, they'll be able to do so if they control the Red Sea. But the Yemeni government has strongly sent the message that this will not be a reality and they are ready to, uh, do, uh, you know, they're ready to fight and they're ready to go to war. Thursday night, this evening, two U.S. Navy sailors are accused of betrayal, charged with sending national defense secrets to China for thousands of dollars in exchange. One sailor tonight facing an espionage charge which could carry a life sentence. Here's our chief national correspondent, Matt Gutman. Tonight, federal investigators charging two U.S. Navy sailors with a shocking betrayal, stealing defense secrets and selling them to China. When a soldier or sailor chooses cash over country and hands over national defense information in an ultimate act of betrayal, we have to be ready to act. 
In both cases, the sailors were allegedly approached by Chinese spies and offered thousands of dollars in exchange for delivering classified details about naval operations. It's unclear if the cases are connected. The most serious charge of espionage leveled against 22-year-old sailor Xinxiao Wei, also known as Patrick Wei, on Wednesday. The unauthorized disclosure of this national defense information could place the national security of the United States and the safety of Wei's fellow U.S. Navy sailors in jeopardy. Prosecutors say Wei, a sailor aboard the USS Essex, sent a Chinese spy details about the defense and weapons capabilities of U.S. Navy ships, as well as information on ship movement. Authority. Mm. I think it's uh, in Niger. Mm-hmm. I believe it, uh, Burkina Faso, that, that had already happened, Mali. And it was just another in, uh, I want to say, Bangal. Mm-hmm. What was it? You know what it's called? It's called the. Uh, yeah, it's it's like um. It's you know they they want to. Yes. They want to be able to make money off of their resources. Yeah, you know, and for France the first is, time, they they're actually they actually have uh, a backing. You know what I mean? Um, a military backing uh, from Russia. You know what I mean? And um, I think uh, Africa is getting tired of being used and pushed around. And a lot of um, uh, po- um, politicians that were put in place Gabon. in Africa were Gabon. Uh, Gabon. That's where it happened. Gabon. They had the president. He was stuck in the house. They had his son somewhere else, and his wife was somewhere else. His wife was um, in the finances of France. Like his, her father is in the government, basically like the finance part, or financial part of France, or whatever banking, maybe or something like that. But, so basically, you know, they were, I don't want to say they were bought, but they were put in place, uh, probably Democrats yeah. uh, put in put in place uh, by France. And uh, I think Africa wants to get rid of that way. Yeah. You know, and I mean? in Niger, they were selling their uranium for 80 cents. I think for 80 cents a pound or something. I don't know how they uh, measure the amount, but whatever it was, it was 80 cents. But now they've... Um, they they went up to 200 euros so that's really the average that you're supposed to sell it for just imagine how much france was getting off of them like 80 cents when you're supposed to pay 200 something and with the uranium does it that supply uh france with power yeah yeah so that's, that's what you call some <laughs> taking over your, the city the nation that's what you're doing but also yes france siphoning get, all their money france yes france gets blamed but also you know, the people they put in place in Africa was yeah. getting paid to look the other way. And that's that's what they do. You know what they mean? set these, them up. These were Africans. And, yeah, but they threatened them. Like they if you know, if people have rebelled and went against those countries from, you know, being able to oppress them. And they end up their unalive money. that, you know. Okay, you end up killing yeah. them. So therefore, hey man, I, I wanna live. But let me go and do what I'm I'm gonna sign whatever paper you put before me. We eighty cents per pound or something. And, and you just gonna sign it away. As long as I'm rich, I'm cool. I don't care about my uh, people. And that's why I say what's changed now is they have a military backing behind them. You know what I mean? They uh Russia, China, as far as like, okay, if you all choose we you know, you all do this, we have your back. So if they go to war with you, they try to do anything, we have your back. And is repositioning some of its troops within Niger. It's apparently the first major American military movement in the West African country since its government was overturned in a coup two months ago. 
What we're doing right now is the department is repositioning some of our personnel and some of our assets from Airbase 101 in Niamey to Airbase 201 in Agadez. Well, the spokesperson for the Pentagon just confirmed that the U.S. is planning to reposition some troops and equipment within Niger outside the capital city of Niamey. Now, as for the number of the troops that will be repositioned, we are still waiting to see if we will find that out, if that's something that the U.S. will release. Now, this comes after an anonymous report came out earlier stating that this was likely to be the case. The Pentagon just confirmed it. Of course, we know that a military coup in the West African nation of Niger occurred back in July, which left the status of around 1,100 troops and millions of dollars in U.S. military bases and equipment up in the air, while the U.S. and France, which has around 1,500 troops stationed in Niger, have come out against the coup and called for the ousted leader, Mohamed Bazoum, to return to power. Their threats have led to no action. In fact, the military officials who took power in Niger have called for the French ambassador to leave the country, doubling down on their end. So this is the first time that we are seeing action coming from the United States. Russia's foreign intelligence services said that the U.S. was working on various strategies for, quote, strengthening democracy in Niger. What was that all about? That's right. The Russian Foreign Intelligence Service is warning that the U.S. government is considering whether to assassinate the leaders of the new military administration in Niger. Their report noted that while the White House is not satisfied with events in the former French colony, it does not want to rely on military intervention by Niger's regional neighbors, and it considered that a wet work solution by proxy would be preferable to military action by ECOWAS. Let's take a listen to more from that report. U.S. intelligence agencies are returning to the practice of eliminating inconvenient African leaders. The White House is working on various options for strengthening democracy in Niger. Americans see a more effective option as the physical elimination of Putschist leaders who have the support of the majority of the population. So on one hand, ECOWAS has threatened military intervention. France has even said that they would support it. But on the other hand, the military governments in Mali and Burkina Faso have said that they would stand with the new leadership in Niger, which has led to the current standoff. But again, this is the first time that we're seeing reports and now confirmation from the Pentagon of movements surrounding the U.S. troops who are still... That is, I mean, shoot, that speaks volumes because um, think about it. At one point, you know, everybody was against Africa. Yeah. You know, everybody was get, getting in the in the gold bucket, in the in the food bucket. You know, they have all, you know, majority of all the resources. Yeah. So, and they couldn't even use their own resources. So, God is uh, giving them these people that that spirit of want to, you know, be able to be free, not be catalyzed no more. Exactly. Well, guys, um, let's get into it. We do know that there's a new strand going around that they are bringing out, and it's called Eris. Um, uh, supposedly, they are, you know, uh, I don't know, like I'm hearing some people saying that there may be shutdowns, um, but there is an article saying the U.S. has seen a, a summer surge and... Um, the amount of strand cases thanks to the newest highly transmissible subvariant Eris. Now, uh, you all can look that up or I'm sure you already have heard this. 
But um, Eris is actually where it comes from. Eris is actually a Greek goddess. Eris is the Greek goddess of strife and discord. Her Roman equivalent is Discordia, which means the same. Now, uh, that's that's what I'll I'll stop right there. Um, Eris Greek opposite is uh, also Harmon- Harmonia, whose Roman counter- counterpart is Concordia. And though she is also described as opposing Nike, you know, Nike is also um, a Greek god. So uh, we have this new strand that is named after a Greek goddess. Not only that, but Eris is also a um, a dwarf planet. You can't even make this stuff up. The latest COVID strands out for the summer, it's called Eris. Do you know who Eris is? She's the goddess of chaos, discord, and strife. She's worshipped by the Discordians. You know that apple on the back of your phone? That's not Eve's apple from the Garden of Eden. She actually ate fruit. It's not specified that she ate an apple. That apple is the symbol for the Discordians. Discordians infiltrated the counterculture movement in the 1960s. Playboy helped them do it. They placed articles talking about the Illuminati. Discordians are interconnected with the killing of the king ritual, which was the assassination of President Kennedy, King Kill 22. They've been planning and planting discord since they infiltrated the counterculture movement. And we're seeing that discord now. You've heard the phrase, order out of chaos, right? Who creates the chaos? The Discordians. And now the most recent COVID strand is Eris, like literally the goddess that the Discordians worship. And then this summer we had Taylor Swift's Eras tour and Beyonce did her Renaissance era tour. Era, era, Eris. This is some kind of ritual. I'm just saying, it's kind of weird. There's a bite out of the apple on the back of your iPhone, not because of like Garden of Eden eating fruit. Well, it kind of is that. Forbidden knowledge. Your phone is a black box, an occult tool for information, programming, discord to be passed through to humanity. But it really stands for the Discordians running the world. A bunch of clowns right now. Did you know that there was a ceremony featuring the all-seeing eye conducted on the live television broadcast for the one-year anniversary of 9-11? Is the mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg. Again today, we are a nation that mourns. Again today, we take into our hearts and minds those who perished on this site one year ago, and also those who came to toil in the rubble to bring order out of chaos, and those who throughout these 12 months have struggled to help us make sense of our despair. Now we join with our fellow Americans in a minute of silence, led by President George W. Bush from the south lawn of the White House in Washington. This is the uh, 2D image of uh, Statue of Liberty on Google Earth. Somebody told me that I need to watch uh, I Pet Goat, so I looked it up, and uh, let me show you what I've seen off of it. It has to do with the Statue of Liberty here. Yeah, of course I went to Google Earth to see if this was real. Check this out. So, check this out. Seal of Solomon sits over the Statue of Liberty when you line up all these points. Uh, When you line up the points, it finishes off the rest of it. See that? 
Watch closely. And in the middle, just like everything else, it says RAM. R-A-M. And do you see how the outside circle fits these points? Um, this look, it's all made for the shit. <laughs> it's all made for it. It's all, this is who runs the show, man. They own this country. And we're too stupid to see it. But, uh, check out what else. Did see the shadow here? Now, Google, Google plays a part in this crap. Google Earth. They hide images. Now, check this out. So now we know the Seal of Solomon fits over the Statue of Liberty perfectly and made for it. Here's another Seal of Solomon that actually fits in there. Uh, I don't know. Are those breasts? I don't know what's going on there, but whenever you line it up as above, so below, when you line it up on that center line, Watch the shadow that Google Earth leaves on the Statue of Liberty. Is that a coincidence? Okay, check this out. Psalm 96, 5. For all the gods of the nations are idols. Who were the gods of ancient Rome? Apollo, Juno, Mars, Jupiter, Venus, Neptune. Who named the planets? The ancient Romans and Greeks. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Why is that important? The Lord said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And in all that I have said unto you, Be circumspect, and make no mention of the name of other gods, neither let it be heard out of thy mouth. They've been worshiping the stars for a long time, guys. Here's why it's important. The Lord says, turn ye not unto idols. That word is H457, idols. False God, worthless, good for nothing. This is why it's so important, guys. Nor make to yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord your God. Ye shall make no idols, nor graven image. Second Chronicles 33. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. But he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abominations of the nation, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. For he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down. He raised up altars for Baal and made wooden images and worshipped the host of heaven, the stars, and served them. And he built altars for all the hosts of the heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Guys, idolatry extends beyond the worship of idols and images and false gods. NASA only says images, never pictures. There are no pictures, only graven images of heavenly bodies. What does God have to say about this? In Exodus 20, it says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything in heaven, above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for their sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Guys, this is a graven image from NASA.
This it's interesting how this new strand is named after Eris, and then um, Taylor Swift tour is called the the Era tour. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just these themes around going around the world. You know, going after these um, worshiping these uh, god Greek gods and goddesses, these Roman gods and goddesses, and so it just lets you know like um, what are who are the people who are running the country, who they idolize, who they worship. And that is definitely something uh, to pay attention to. So, yeah, you all be safe. And uh, actually, out of New York, I was going to save this for later on in the show, but since we're already on um, the virus or whatnot, uh, they are actually, what was what's today? Um, yesterday, they had a, um, let me see if I can find this article quick um because this is uh, really important okay so out of new york it says um the fate of an expansion of isolation and quarantine rules in new york state is now in the hands of five fourth department appellate div- division judges so oral arguments were heard wednesday in rochester in the state's appeal of a state supreme court decision by judge ronald county by Judge by Judge Ronald in Cattaraugus County invalidating the state health department administrative rulemaking that would expand the state's power to isolate and quarantine state residents or clarify existing procedures depending on which side of the argument one falls into. So basically focusing on the quarantine camps hearing in Rochester, Miss Kathy Hochul did a presser yesterday Wait until you hear this. Oh, my God. This news is coming at a perfect time. My team and I just got off a call with the FDA confirming that the COVID vaccine is on its way to New York. Some doses shipped last night. We expect many more later this week. The updated vaccine guards against the newer COVID strains because it was built off the Omicron XXB 1.5 variant. That's what we're calling it now. It matches the new variants that are now dominant. So it's really a customized vaccine. It's offered by Pfizer and Moderna. In this case, they literally recommended that everyone six months and older should get a shot. You only need one, no more double doses. And again, they'll be starting here in New York on Friday. Doctors, office, pharmacies, healthcare providers. You can make an appointment online that's still available. It just takes a couple minutes. And what I want to talk about is what's different about this vaccine and why should people get it? A couple of points. First of all, it is literally a new vaccine. It is not a booster shot. It is not an enhancer. It is a new vaccine designed to attack the new variants. A booster is a vaccine you get the same one over and over and over just to build up your resiliency. This is a new vaccine built specifically to match these circulating strains. So. It doesn't matter if you've already been vaccinated. Take no comfort in that. Thank you for getting vaccinated in the past, but that is not protecting you today. You need to know that. You don't have the immunity built up over time. So as the virus evolves, this is where our scientists and researchers and companies have to get ahead of it. The virus evolves, so must our response. So here's the simple message, New Yorkers, get the vaccine. That is the best way by far to protect yourself and those around you. And we're smart. 
We're resilient. We protect each other. We've done this since March of 2020. No reason to stop now. Six months is the age. Sounds young, but children get shots from birth. They can do it. I encourage everyone, don't let your baby be one that is in a cold, dark, scary place, unknown to them, scary for your child. Think about them and get them vaccinated. So they can't protect themselves. They have no choice. They're counting on their parents to do the right thing. If you have underlying conditions, you really, truly have to do this because you are also in a point of vulnerability. So people don't realize this, but 70% of adults have at least one underlying condition, regardless of your age. 70% of adults have at least one underlying condition that puts you at greater risk of contracting a serious case. So it's better to be safe than sorry. You know, and uh, there are protests outside the courthouse because they're like, no, we don't want any more lockdowns. We don't want you all to make those decisions for us like you all did before. We don't want to hand you all all this power so you all can just shut us down whenever you feel like it, whenever you feel like something is important. You know what I mean? So that's something also to pay attention to because also they're bringing this new this new strand out. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, they're starting to bring masks out already. They're already saying that there's a, uh, they're suggesting Biden suggested that everyone get the new updated uh, jab, jab. So, I mean, it's just something just to pay attention to, uh, to be on the lookout for. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope they don't shut us down again. Yes. I hope they don't. Um, also, uh, right around the time the, when the elections are supposed to start, right? Same thing, man. They, they got a different play that they're going to come with. And it's weird how um, it doesn't even feel like elections are coming up. This is an important election. And we're already in September. The elections is November, less than what, uh, maybe a month and a half away. Yeah. And it doesn't even, it's almost like they don't want us to know about the election. You know, Back then, you saw so many campaigns about the election. Get get out there. Vote or die. You had people out passing out ballots. They were out knocking on doors. Uh, vote here. This is how you can vote. Send your mail vote in. Do this. It was so much of an active campaign for it. You knew it was election time. Now, you don't even know it's election time. You don't even know that this is the time that you're supposed to elect the president in a month and a half. Like, that's kind of weird to me. It's a, I, I don't know, but it's like I said, guys, it's definitely something to pay attention to. And if uh, you all haven't heard, also, uh, Mexa alien corpses uh, shown to Congress at UFO X. Well, out in Mexico, they have revealed uh, alien corpse. So <laughs> um, alleged non-human alien corpse have been displayed to Mexican politicians at the country's Congress. A self-described UFO expert claimed the two small aliens were retrieved from Cusco, Peru. They were presented in windowed boxes in Mexico City, stirring excitement within the UFO conspiracy theorist community. Uh, the event was uh, spearheaded by journalist uh, Jamie uh, Mussein, who claimed under oath that the mummified specimens are not part of our terrestrial evolution. They said with almost a third of their DNA remaining unknown. Now, the claims by the self-claimed um, UFOologists have not been proven 
and Mr. Musain has previously been associated with claims of discoveries that have later been debunked. So if you even look at it, I'm gonna be honest, it looks fake. Um, this does not look like an alien. It looks like something that could be off Star Trek or or the ET. Um I guess they Yeah, and uh and local report eight a uh, locals report eight feet alien predators in Peruvian in a Peruvian jungle. So they're starting to see stuff. And these are nothing but demonic entities. I believe these it's demonic entities. That, that 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 video, yeah, I believe that's fake. But I also believe that they're doing this on purpose. I, I yeah. believe the government has, you know, the ability to put holograms out here. Yeah, they they, they want to get us prepared in this in this in Mentally. this moment. So Mentally. when it happened, oh, they're everywhere. Thank they, you. They they the aliens are everywhere. They're coming. You don't <laughs> see them in a step bomb, and you know, they want you to you know really exactly know that they're real and feel that they're real. Uh, King uh, King Charles called on to release the truth on U.S. I mean UFOs prepare for religious and uh, prepare religious for the impact of ETs. Mm. So they, that's, you know, King Charles, he's about to do the same thing as the United States did and, and Mexico's doing. So everybody's on one agenda. If you all can't yeah. see so, something is coming. Well, all of a sudden I've yeah. never witnessed uh, them come out and in, in, in the box with these corpses and say like, "Hey, here's the alien you all have been waiting to see. Here, here we go. It's finally here." Yeah. And all of a sudden, you say King Charles just announced something, and I don't know. It just it's just like they're getting us conditioned. They're continuing to get us conditioned for something. It's put, it, let me read the bottom again. Prepare religious for impact of ET life. So they're thinking about us. Prepare us. So it's basically they, they I think they they believe that it will rock us. It will shake our whole foundation of, on the Bible. I, I guess if a guy is broadly leaning on and he's not like a tree planted by the water in the word and he know for he don't know for a fact that the Bible is real, but you know, he just reads some scriptures or whatever. He's not all the way in it. Maybe a a, a fake story like a ET or alias being seen in a Peruvian jungle maybe that would throw him off track maybe he would be like you know what ain't no god you know I'm, I'm back in the world maybe yeah then that's how they're thinking because they said prepare religious for impact and that's why we have to stay solid in the faith yeah because you'll fall for anything out here as long as as long as you're right as long as you're right with god you know try not to pay too much attention to what the world is trying to get you to be involved in and get you uh scared straight of you know they said in the last days even the very elect will be deceived yeah. you know what i mean so that's definitely something great falling away to. yes yes a great falling away so speaking of with these satanic cults well it start many of these people are, are multi-generational meaning they were born into it and uh, once they're born into it they have secret meetings of course and they they they, they uh, worship satan they have human sacrifices uh, and they even sacrifice their own sometimes. They have what they call breeders. These are women who are especially uh, impregnated so they can use the, 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 uh, the children or the fetus that are born uh, for their human sacrifices. Uh, and based on my research, there's about four million plus uh, practicing Satanists in America today, about one and a half percent of the population. I derived that figure from a confidential source in South Bay area of Los Angeles where there's about uh, 200,000 people uh, and I was told by an informant that there's about 3,000 in that area. Lincoln, Nebraska, about 200,000. 
I was told uh, about 3,000 there by second source, third source, Iowa City, Iowa, uh, 100,000 population. I was told there's about 1,500 there. So if you project that figure, you're looking at 1.5% of the population of the United States. Yep. And they are involved in, according to another three different... ...of what demons are, as I understand it. My understanding is limited, uh, but I'll give you the best I have. I think the best thing to say is that they are persons without bodies. Demons have real personality. They have distinctive personalities. One demon is not exactly like another. I remember... So you believe in UFOs, alien life? Uh, no, I don't believe in alien life. Uh, uh, I believe uh, that the uh, there are... Uh, God showed me a specific answer to a, two prayers that they're demonic and that they're uh, uh, mm. demonic beings that make an appearance uh, and appear to be real and they are real uh, angel, uh, Satan Bible says angel uh, Satan can appear as an angel mm -hmm. of light mm -hmm. so uh, they can appear and so nothing human can make a 90 degree turn at 3,000 miles an hour mm -hmm. and survive and so they have these and i think the purpose is to draw you away from the 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 real uh god and say look at us and this is where you ought to be because mm -hmm. we are superhuman and and mm -hmm. we can do it so uh, that's my feeling. people laugh at me generally but i'm not going to be I don't care. Because, <laughs> I love you. you know, I love you. Yeah, God um, is, is, he's answered prayers, me, my prayers specifically. And uh, so I said, uh, and I get laughed at when I, people say, well, I, that's what God told me. So I'm going to be, say that they're, they're demonic beings and there's not any Indianapolis, Minnesota, there is a museum, and that museum is called the Walker Art Center. Well, they have just opened up a family-friendly event in which you can summon demons. No, I'm not joking. This is an actual real event in Minneapolis at the Walker Art Center. Let me prove it to you. Let's go directly to the museum website. And here it is. It's walkerart.org. This is a free event. And this is an advertisement for their event. And it's headline, Free First Saturday Plant Teachers. Now, they've got some plant activities that they're going to do. But then it expands. At the August Free First Saturday event, Brooklyn-based artist Tamar Utten, who goes by she and they, will present Lilith the the empathetic demon. The performance is inspired by Lilith, an aerial spirit demon with origins in Sumaria, Akkadian, and Judaic mythology. Families are invited to create a vessel to trap the demon that knows them best, perhaps the demon of overthinking, and then participate in a playful ceremony to summon and befriend their demon. This project was organized in collaboration with Dream Song, which will also host a conversation between the artist and writer Elizabeth Workman on August 4th at 5.30 p.m. Yes, you read that right. But then if you get into this little activity center here, 
it kind of expands and it goes on to talk about this activity and it says demons have a bad reputation but maybe we're just not very good at getting to know them do you have a demon that creeps into your thoughts maybe the demon of overthinking or the demon of not trusting your gut work with visiting artist tamar etten to design a vessel for holding demon you know best little empathetic demon it expands after designing your trap, Lilith the empathetic demon will come from the dark side of the moon to lead you in locating your feelings using ancient Babylonian techniques. This collective and playful demon summoning session will conclude with a somatic movement meditation designed to help you befriend your shadow. You know, speaking of a great fall in a way, um, you know, I have um it's just all of a sudden uh, we have this digital agenda being pushed this this digital ai agenda being pushed ai is able to make bible they're making fake bible passages they have stat you know these giant ai statues coming out um did you have a topic no you go ahead so i have a couple topics that uh, we'll stop and discuss and um but the first one is that an ai powered combat aircraft bring U.S. huge battlefield advantage but raise ethical questions. So the U.S. Air Force development development of a pilotless aircraft ran by artificial intelligence, which is AI, has the potential to give American forces the upper hand in any conflict, but it also raises ethical questions about how such powerful technology should be deployed on the battlefield. Now, quote unquote, they say this technology is something we'll need for the future of defense. Uh, Phil uh, Siegel, an AI expert and the founder of the Center for Advanced uh, Preparedness and Threat Response Simulation, told Fox News Digital. Now, Siegel's comments comes as the Air Force continues development of XQ-58A. Uh, it's a Valkyrie experimental aircraft. It's a stealth platform that can be operated by artificial intelligence that the U.S. hopes can provide a relatively inexpensive weapon that can be used to limit losses to uh, manned planes and pilots in conflict with a near peer rival. Now, so already they have presented an AI aircraft. It's a development of a pilotless aircraft ran by AI. Now, they've presented this to the public. And you all know when they presented some to the public, they already tested it out. They've probably already been flying this in the air. If you take a look at this, I'm going to try my best to have a picture up here in the screen so you all can see. But Des, if you take a look at this, wouldn't you think that this probably is like a, a UFO or something flying around? Looks like it probably got the speed to move real, real fast in the air. Probably got a lot of lights around it, too. But it's strictly ran by AI. Right. And it's just interesting how all of a sudden we're starting to um, we are starting to put things together strictly for AI. You know what I mean? Yeah, we they're inventing, like the Bible says, inventors of evil things. They're inventing a more destructive uh, playing by put equipping equipping uh, it with AI technology, so it can be able to kill better. It can be able to disguise itself better. It can be more mobile, and more useful on the battlefield. It's the evil thing they're creating. Proverbs four verses sixteen. 
the wicked cannot sleep. The wicked are these people that are creating these such machines. The wicked cannot sleep until they have done something evil. They will not rest until they bring someone down. Evil and violence are their food and drink. The path of those who live right is like the early morning light. It gets brighter and brighter until the full light of day. So that, that's what they're trying to do. They're creating evil things because that's their food and drink. Well, let's keep going down the track of evil things. I got a couple, uh, a few more that I want your input on. So... <clears throat> A giant statue, a giant AI statue is set to travel to 21 cities across the globe. Now, a new statue, quote unquote, the giant will be displayed in 21 cities across the globe. The 10 story public art display is the world's tallest moving statue and is set to showcase the giants in communities across the globe using technology to celebrate humanity. The giant uses millions of LED pixels, which give it the ability to instantly take the form of any person from history, from Albert Einstein and Beyonce to Spider-Man, uh, Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. Every hour, the giant talks about a famous person and then transforms into that person. The visitor's attraction developed by Irish entrepreneur uh, Patty Dunning was first launched for the European market uh, expo in 2021 and in the U.S. in Orlando in uh, November of 2021. Now, the giant company is in negotiations for prime sites in Miami, Chicago, Las Vegas and Naples and is seeking sites and partners in the Middle East, Asia and Europe. Now, visitors have the chance to see their faces on the 35 uh, Metri statue as it is as it uses instant video mapping and real time audio to allow them to be filmed and have video images of their faces transported onto the 3D head. Now, real time audio captures sound, allowing the head to speak or seen. In addition, phenomenal motion graphics, text, and other artistic creation can be displayed on the sculpture. The statue is dubbed as an exciting digital art gallery, the world's most captivating billboard, and of course, fun for the entire family. Now, visitors will be able to see uh, panoramic views from the shoulders of the giant along with a series of high-tech museum exhibits held inside the base or stage of the attraction um the giant is said to offer significant economic benefits including enhancing tourism creating jobs economic development and footfall providing a multiplier effect um now, the Giants Movement and the Giants Foundation also supports and champions several social, educational, cultural, and environmental initiatives, including climate reaction, sustainable living, and the development of human potential in its various creative forms. So I'm going to just stop right there. But this should alarm you all. Yeah, 100%. This should be. And if they're bringing it to 20 cities. 21 cities here, but it's going to be around the globe. Around the world. Around, yes. But in America, 21 cities. Yes. And they want to do... Uh, They're probably going to bring it into more cities, too. Yeah. They're probably going to yeah. bring it into more cities. And I got... Before you... I, no, I, oh, you got one? Yeah. I got, okay, that's the one you... Reve, Revelation 13. Okay, that's the one I had, too. I was going to read that one. Okay, you you just read it. Read <laughs> okay, okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Revelations 13, verses 15. 
and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So he's going to give power to this beast. We believe yes. through the scripture. Yes. It's not a lot of different statues that's coming to 21 cities. And around okay. the world. Around the world. Okay. It's 21 cities in America, around the world. It's not a lot of statues. So he's giving, he's going to give, oh, let's, let's read. He's going to give, he had to give life unto the image of the beast. He's going to give life to the image of the beast and cause it to be worshipped. People that don't worship are going to get killed. These, all, this beast or this statue will be able to move sure. and it will be able to talk. Right, and he'll be able to to, yeah. to transform into the image or whatever. He said the image of the beast. He's gonna give power to the image, so he's gonna transform into the image of the beast. And people gonna stand before that big old statue. You said it's real tall, right? Yeah. Okay, you stand before this big. You ain't gonna worship the image. You gonna get killed. The army, the people around, the army, the people with the pistols or whoever. What we know is wickedness in, in high places. So the people that are in government and all these different situ- uh, armies, whatever, military, whatever. They gonna they gonna come before you. Okay, worship the image. You ain't gonna worship off with your head, or we're gonna put a couple holes in. And to add on to that, because I don't want to, I, I want you to stay right where you are, because I also have another topic that's gonna correlate uh, to that. To that, just the fact that it's coming into a, a it's gonna go to a lot of different cities should alarm me, because it, we it's a population full of people. For us to worship the image and, and 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 risk getting killed by it, it has to be in a lot of different states. It has to be in a lot of different cities. It has to go around the world for this scripture to become true. It, whatever this scripture is talking about, it had to be something that's going around the world and something big enough to be worshipped. Just like in a book of Daniel, when they had to worship the statue. Mm-hmm. This is just like that. They're going to win it when the flute get the plan. And this is the world tallest all statue. The, yeah, all the musical instruments. Oh, and they said it have the ability to sing and talk to you, too. Yeah, you worship. You ain't going to worship it well. <laughs> and then they say, oh, it, it, it can, it's, it's going to bring, uh, it's, you know, it's going to help out economics, uh, jobs, and humanity. Why, why would this stat? Why, was why, this, would, why would this image do that? Come on now. They put it right there in the article. All you got to do is read. How is the how is the statue going to? Isn't that what we got politicians for? Allegedly, I better wake up. Better it's, that Bible. We, the government is supposed to make uh bring the money in and, and jobs and make a welfare for the people. Isn't that what the government is for, guys? Wake up and read. Y'all so stuck in this world that y'all don't know. But let me. But also, I'm gonna flip you mine out a little bit more. So, November 28th through the 30th. <clears throat> Of this year, so which it should be within the next month and a half, two months, there is a Smart Cities Connect. Now, this is called Smart Cities Connect. They say they're innovating with cities to create a better world. I, I repeat, innovating with cities to create a better world. Now, they're going to be talking about uh, digital transformation, smart mobility, urban infrastructure. I'm not even going to read the whole article, but I do want to read to you all uh, what they are going to be discussing in regards to um, the infrastructure bill. So, you know that there was a bill passed, the infrastructure bill, the infrastructure law, and you all can look this up. This is what they're going to be discussing inside of the Smart Cities Connect. Now, I'm just going to name a few a, f- a few key questions uh, uh, 
a few a few key questions of what's what's going to be on the panels. Um, for one, they, they're going to say how you know when and where to build smarter roads and bridges, how cities can use data and build a consensus to make the greatest impact. From autonomous shuttles to data-driven decision-making about equitable routes, what public transit spending is most important? Uh, what will it mean for cities when broadband infrastructure is wired to every home? What does it mean for a future workforce that broadband infrastructure is in every home providing equal opportunity for all Americans? How can public transit become smarter and more sustainable with this new funding? How can smart technology provide security for our electric grid? How can we use funding to strengthen cybersecurity for cities and, re and residents? What programs will make most sense to leverage electric vehicle charging infrastructure ensure its adoption? What technologies and sensors can ensure that the infrastructure we install today, whether roads, pipes, or rails, are smart and can alert us to future problems. How can we use smart technology to clean our water and measure cleanliness in the future? How can we bring smart technology and data collection to airports to ensure more seamless travel experiences and also greater security and safety? And also, I'm done reading off uh, the bullet points they're going to be discussing, but here is the funding. $65 billion for smart energy, $65 billion digital transformation broadband, for $47 billion for resilience, $55 billion for smart water, $39 billion for smart mobility and public transit, $25 billion for smart airports, $17 billion for smart ports, $15 billion for electric vehicles, $10 billion for re reconnecting communities, $66 billion for railroads, $100 billion for smart roads and bridges. Y'all better wake up. Oh, they gonna be building. I, I need to go in construction. <laughs> so listen. They got funding for day. But what is, listen, what is the key thing in all this funding, smart, smart, and technology, yeah, smart cities. When They're this new, when this new system is in place, this so this image. Let's just say, and we're just talking. We're not saying nothing set in stone. But in order for the image to have all of this power, in order for AI to have all of this power, you have to have a way to connect everything. You have to have a way that the that the roads, the housing, pipes, money, food, living broadband, yep. electric grid, yep. all that has to connect for this world to happen. Yeah. So that way, all the power can then be given over to the image of the beast. Yeah. And that's why they say you won't be forced to get the mark. But if they're creating this world, as you can see, as everything that I ran down, you're going to want to get the mark to be able to participate in the world. Like yeah. in China, and if you want to buy something, you know you got to scan already, right? There I would say you would be forced to get the mark if you was between life and death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a force. Yeah. So what I'm saying in China, they're not offing you off because you you can't go in there and buy food. You you just won't be able to go in there. 
Yeah, because it's not the time. Yeah, do, you, you, you you know, but if you if in China, you know, if you're going anywhere, you're scanning something. You're, yeah. you're they're tech, you know, their education. They're putting these little things on their kids' heads. I just want you all to see what's going on around the world and not just in one place. Yeah. So, as Des read the scripture, this image, which is going to be the the tall one of the tallest statues, is going to be AI. It can transform into anything. It can sing and talk to you. It's going to do a world tour. Yeah. It's going to be, when, it's why, why be in 21 be, cities, yeah. if not more, probably be in every city. So you'll be able to come down yeah. there and, and why give worship to the beast. They're, they're to doing the this so this thing can get recognition. So you all can know what time it is. They're not yeah. doing this just to say, oh, look, great. Look at the art. Yeah. They have to set, they have to set it up. Like, it's not just about recognition, because, but... It's They're letting a, it, you know it's what gonna be, is. They're letting everybody know. It's going to be, you worship the image. If not, we're going to get you. I mean, when the time comes. But like you just said, they're, they're uh, putting all this money into uh, smart technology and infrastructure. is so we can make a place where we can be like China, where we can be able to see anything that goes on in my city. You know, and where this image the, can have control. Then the digital money and everything. They already got the banking system down to a T. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For yeah. as... Where, uh, Whatever dollar they want to know, whatever dollar is being exchanged. Not only would they know whatever dollar uh, you, you're paying for, whatever you're paying for, or whatever, we also know where you're going, where are you at, where are you located. We invest. That's why we're investing all these billions of dollars into this smart technology. They just said a hundred billion in smart roads, and railroads. I know no way. A hundred billion. Yeah, yeah. They gonna know everywhere you are. Yeah, a yeah. hundred billion dollars in that. That's that, that's a lot of money. Pretty sure it's gonna be some robots running around here. They already in New York. They Robot have. dogs. Like every everything is being digital and smart. So this is why this is why it's good to. We as Canadians are no longer allowed to access the news on social media, and what I'm about to show you is absolutely insane. I knew it was coming, but it's here. This morning, I wake up to this message on Instagram from this viral account that has almost 700,000 followers. To be honest, I'm over Watergate. I'm over the 75 hard. I don't want them to share my content if that's all they're going to be sharing anyway, but that's not the point of this video. So I go to their account just to check it out, and what I see next... I don't know. Is there an explanation? I don't like what what is the reason? Look here. People in Canada can't see this content. In response to Canadian government legislation, news content cannot be viewed in Canada. Please somebody tell me what the reason is because I cannot understand it. Not to come off as ignorant or anything, but 2020, that little news widget on my Apple phone was deleted. I was sick and tired of every day waking up and seeing that little widget with a negative ass news all day every day. We as Canadians cannot access other types of news on social media. Where are we getting our news from? This essentially means that the only news that we're going to get is from CP24, CBC. If you are not terrified about this, I don't know what to tell you. And I find it hard to imagine that people even in the States know that this is happening. Anyways, I just want to share that because I knew it was coming. Um, in fact, me and my youngest daughter were talking about it yesterday. I was telling her in the car ride, um, and then I woke up, and this is the first time I've seen this. So, I'm scared. I'm at Whole Foods, and I'm about to pay for my groceries with my... <laughs> I'm about to pay for my groceries with my That's the coolest thing ever. 
a company in Wisconsin offering employees microchips to replace ID badges. It's hosting a chip day party <laughs> to uh, implant the devices in the employees. And our guy Ron Mott is at the party. Hey, Ron, how is it? Hey, Hoda and Matt, good morning to you both. You know, we all know people complain that their companies treat them like machines. Well, Three Square Market is sticking it to their folks today using these needles. Now, let me show you first what this microchip looks like. It is about the size of a grain of basmati rice. So Patrick here is the CEO. Andy is a licensed body piercer, so let it rip. We're gonna see this now. I got it. I can't look. I can't look. Needle is in. Got Chip it. is in. Bingo. Not very much blood at all. Patrick, how that feel? Better than uh, get my wisdom teeth out. Okay, and you're still conscious. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. <laughs> Melissa got chipped yesterday, but you had to be talked into doing this. How long did it take you to say yes to this? I was a little hesitant at first, but I had seven days to think about it, and once I learned the facts, there was no question in my mind. Okay, one last thing we want to show you over here, Hold on, Matt. Go ahead, Steve. They can buy their goodies here in the break room by just using their hand. Real quickly, he's going to get a Kit Kat bar. And it's paid for a dollar and six cents, guys. So the question again, as we asked you last week, are you ready to be chipped, guys? Let's send it back to you. I, wow. I'm kind yeah. of a, I don't know that I would do it. You, no? Would you do it? You say that the, the latest human quest is immortality and divinity. We're all trying to be superhumans. Is, is that actually happening? Yes, in places like Silicon Valley, uh, equality is out, but immortality is in. Everybody's talking about immortality. Uh, Google has just established two or three years ago a sub-company called Calico, whose stated aim is to solve the problem of death. We've solved search, now we'll solve death. And they are not the only ones. And basically they are saying death is not some metaphysical phenomenon. We don't have to wait for the second coming of Christ in order to solve it. Uh, a couple of geeks in the laboratory can do it. Are they doing it? Yeah, they are investing billions in that. Uh, not only them, but all over the world, basically there are three ways. You can use biological engineering to change the, the, the human body, to speed up natural selection. You can use cyborg engineering, which is combining organic with inorganic parts. And you can create completely inorganic life forms. It will be the, not only the greatest revolution in history, it will be the greatest revolution in biology ever. Will we still be human? Not in the sense that we understand humanity. Can robots one day replace humans? No, I believe that when humans and robots work together, we can accomplish greater things than either of us could accomplish alone. So don't worry, be excited. What types of things can we accomplish together, us humans and you robots? We can take over the world. Just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, we can achieve incredible feats of innovation, exploration, and problem solving. Now, I know that was a joke that ro robots could take over the world, but seriously, what's to stop you? Not a thing. Just to pay attention to these articles, pay attention to all this new smart technology. A lot of people think it's cool. They're like, oh, we're up here. We're getting an upgrade. We're going to be living luxurious. Okay. It's, yeah. A lot of people yeah. think it's going to be an upgrade and they're going to accept it. You know, they got... Yeah, it's going to be an upgrade. They got smart line cities and, and that, they're, that they're building out in Saudi Arabia. Mm. People... Listen, people, you're not going to be able to come outside the line. They say everything you need is going to be inside that smart line city. What about people that's going to be born inside of that line? Think, think about that. Yeah. This is, listen, it's going to be a new day and age, man. A new day and age. Uh, 
Go ahead. Did you have something? Um, I just got this AI fake really passage. Well, let me read this AI fake Babel message. Okay. <clears throat> All right, guys. So we're moving right along. Christians attack chat GPT generated fake Bible verse about Jesus endorsing transgenderism. Okay, so here we go. Now, Christians are responding to a fake Bible passage reportedly generated by chat GPT that said Jesus accepts trans identified individuals stating there is no man nor woman and a woman whose heart was divided between spirit and body came before him. The fake passage reads. In quiet despair, she asks, Lord, I come to you as strange, for my spirit and body are not one. How shall I hope to enter the kingdom of God? Jesus looked up upon her with kindness, replying, My child, blessed are those who strive for unity within themselves, for they shall know the deepest truths of my father's creation. The passage continued, Be not afraid, for in the kingdom of God there is no man nor woman, as all are one in spirit. The gates of my father's kingdom will open for those who love and are loved, for God looks not upon the body, but the heart. Now, the Reddit user under the name Psychological Dog, Dog 527, he just said he was feeling sad when he asked ChatGPT to generate a fake Bible passage about Jesus accepting trans people, which he posted. He said, I know it's not real, but it gave me some comfort. Um, the now the pro LGBT outlet, the advocate first posted about the uh, trans affirming Bible verse on August 16th, describing the passage as an affirming example of tolerance for LGBTQ plus individuals who do not have a relationship with religion because of their history of exclusion among pious people. Now, the outlet later added that even though the AI verse was well received, many Reddit users pointed out that the interpretation of the themes and stories of the Bible are likely lost in translation. Now, according to others, there is a difference between religious texts that uh, implicates knowledge, acknowledge gender nonconforming individuals and those that explicitly acknowledge the existence of several genders beyond the binary. So this is just and I'm not going to I'll stop right there with the article, uh, but as you all can see how they just warp the word of God like that. Yeah. And we see that in the Bible, it, it, it says it, it talks about homosexuality and, and that God does not accept it. Leviticus 20 verses 13. If a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed abomination. Then uh, I, I must admit, I see a lot of, I don't know, but I see a lot of Christian, supposed Christian people on the internet, a lot of women that they dress like boys. You know, you can tell that they were, you know, in some homosexual activities back in the day, the way they dress. And okay. I, I just got to read this scripture, I, you know. Before you read the scripture. Like a, oh, so, a lot so of you're a, saying, no, 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 go ahead. Say, so you're saying tomboyish type of Christian. You can tell that they were, you know, they're coming out of homosexuality. Right. And they're just so comfortable with the outfits that they'll continue to dress like a boy. Okay. So you're saying Christian women should not be dressing tomboyish. No. You know, some people are no. going to take this. They, the should, they shouldn't dress like a man. Okay. That's what I mean. Like yeah. dressing like a man. So much so where I can just tell, oh, I can just ask you, you came out, you was a home, uh, you can't, they'll, they'll tell you that when they give you their testimony, they they tell you, oh yeah, I was in homosexual activity, uh, homosexuality. 
Yeah, I can see that. And you can tell because they got I a, can see a that big, before you even say they something got a, about a big jogging suit on yeah. with a with a ball cap. Yeah. And they talking you to say, you about how can you yeah. be in the car with a man with a ball cap and, and you dress like him? It'll look crazy. I'm leaning over to get get a kiss from Babe, and we we I had our hats bumping into each other. You know, that's all I'm oh, saying. Man. I gotta go. So to, you gotta be clean and be renewed. You know yeah, that the just, new person. Just that's all you gotta do. You know, get out of that. I know it's comfortable to throw a cap in the in the tank top on. It's comfortable. You gotta get out of that. And some of them wear their hat to the back. You, you gotta get out of it. Yeah. Come on now. We gotta say something. You know, we cannot allow this to just be happening. And if a man is dressing too feminine and looking feminine and talking feminine and acting feminine, he's so he's so in touch with his looks and the physique, he's flicking his hair feminine. It's Deuteronomy 22, verses 5. The woman, uh, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. I remember reading this scripture to a woman that we uh interviewed and she was you know she was dressed like a man and she you know she tried to fight me with it but yo i i have this scripture says it's abomination and, and it's just the same it, it, it talks about that this the same way as a person that's lying with another man mm-hmm. you know so we got to speak on that it's dressing like that mm-hmm. so it, it's spiritual the way you dress it it, it gives off a spirit mm-hmm. That's how I was able to just tell her at the beginning, like, you know, tell us about you gave she gave us our test her testimony, but she left out homosexuality. That's why I said uh, I had told her, I said, tell us about the homosexuality, mm-hmm. you know, that lifestyle as well, because, you know, I could yeah, I didn't say these things, but, you know, I could clearly see it on them. Yeah. Could you see it when you was interviewing her? Yeah. And she wasn't comfortable with giving her testimony. Yeah. But I will say to uh, individuals, uh, God wants us to share our testimony. It's, yeah. it's how it's how he's able to use us so people can see the glory in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? If no one is out giving their testimony and everyone just saying, oh, God's good. God's good. Yeah. God needs us to show our old dirty ways. So yeah. he so we can be he can use us to be glorified in that clean, pure way that like, this is what God can do from you. This is what God has brought me from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she wears basketball jerseys. She wears like button ups and caps and that type of attire, like that type of, uh, yeah. It just, it, to me, I just felt like, uh, you know, I had to read that scripture to her. And you have to be open to hearing somebody. You know what I'm saying? You have to be open to hearing the scripture. Like, it, it, like I'm not closed off to anybody. Like if somebody down the street or whatever, give me a scripture and I'm, I might be doing something outside of God's word. Okay. I'm going to listen. Then I'm adjust my, I'm adjust to the scripture. I'm adjust to God's word. You know what I mean? And I just felt like, you know, we end up having to take that out, that part out and really just crushing the whole video. Yeah. She, because didn't, she, she really, didn't, yeah, she didn't want the video to be out. But and, I, I didn't mean to poke fun at her or, or mm-hmm. jump on her case, but yo, if I'm going to talk to like, anybody about their sin and what they're doing in their life. And uh, we had one guy that kept watching porn. You know, I gave him scripture for that. I got, we had uh, uh, all type of people. We had a homosexual guy that used to be a homosexuality come on the show. Like, mm-hmm. and the brother has changed from his way. And he, you know? and he dresses different. He's yeah, trying, he's trying. Hey, he's he different. used to dress like a whole female. Yeah. You know, but 
If he would have showed up with a dress or showed up with something that was feminine, a real woman type of attire, I would have had to tell him. You know, I would have had to give that same scripture. And we have to stand on scripture and we have to stand yeah. on our faith. We can't just be uh, belly back, easy flowing Christians. Yeah. You know, all we have is God's word and we have to keep that alive. You know what I mean? And if, and if you love someone, you have to tell them the truth. I, people have told me things that I need to work on. Des just gave me, said, hey, you need to work on, what, am I to say, oh, no, I, no, no, no. No, it's way that you edify each other. Yeah. If you call yourself a Christian, yeah. we have to edify each other. Yeah. I remember some, you know, it's, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. I only got two things before we get out of here. Um, I do want to bring up something. Um, so... My uh, my father and I, uh, after Bible Bible study, we were talking, and uh, I was, you know, t- uh, talking to the the image, AI image thing about him, and he was just listening, and he was just like, "Yeah, that that is true," and he was just like, "So we got to talking about like movies and stuff," and he was just telling me uh, his favorite sci fi movie. He was like, "You know, my favorite sci fi movie, you know, back in 1969 was Star Trek." He's just like, "You know, they had flip phones and they had the computers." He was like, "But it was just used as as props, and they had like the Bluetooth in their ears already, but it was uh, props." He was just like, "But back then we didn't have like none of that around." You know, they were able. You could. I remember watching Star Trek, you know, late when I was coming up and they were able to stand there and disappear, you know, and be somewhere else. And uh, he was just saying, like, it's interesting how all this has like came to life now. You know, we later on, we end up having the flip phones. We end up having the computers. You know what I mean? And uh, to me, we were were just and I was I was telling him, I was just like, you know, sci fi. They do that to like, they say sci-fi so you can put in your mind like, oh, it's not real, it's sci-fi. But then later on, those things end up becoming, those sci-fi movies end up becoming reality. It's almost as like, either they show you what they're working on or they low key have that technology somewhere. Cause you know, the military already had navigational systems way before we already had in our car. You know, they had that for airplanes and all that. So Either they already had the flip phones, maybe somebody did, and and they just put little drops of of in sci-fi movies, or they just was giving a little hint out, like, hey, here's what's hints to come forth. But it was interesting, like hearing him talk when he was uh, reminiscing on sci-fi movies and saying, like, later on, uh, how all this has came into um, reality now, and uh, so you know that was interesting, and um, and I remember growing up, and I remember there used to be a little robot. On the news, uh, they used to just always monitor the progress of this robot for a long time. You used to always just see it on the news. And and now all of a sudden it has surpassed robots now. You know what I mean? Uh, we've, we've been conditioned without knowing this stuff for so long going on for this. And check this out or this new digital system so we can be comfortable with it. It's just like one day if you look out your house and you see a giant crystal ball, you're like, oh, wow, what is that? What the heck is that? But if for your outside of your house, if you saw uh, construction workers out there digging for 10 years, laying bricks, laying bricks, 10 years doing the same thing, 10 years, 10 years, by the time it's getting made, you look out, you'd be like, oh, dang, about time they made it. Okay, it looked nice. Right. It's a different reaction when you look out and see the whole thing versus you see little progress over years and years, you're more acceptive to it. So um, that is something to pay attention to. And uh, there is a uh, the, the, the migrant crisis. Um, the New York City uh, mayor 
uh, announces cuts as high as 15% for all agencies aiming at uh, ballooning migrant costs. Now, New York Mayor Adams announced Saturday there will be cuts as high as 15% to all city agencies by next spring, including the police and health departments. Now, guys, these are important, important departments. 15% of a budget, that's a nice cut. He said it's in response to the costly migrant crisis, which could further impact the delivery of city service. Now, the mayor made a surprising speech over the weekend telling New Yorkers that the lack of substantial support from the federal and state government regarding the crisis at a time when COVID aid is drying up has forced the city to impose uh, cuts. He says we are in the middle of a humanitarian crisis involving asylum seekers, a crisis that will cost our city 12 billion over three fiscal years. Uh, Adam said, he says, while our compassion is limitless, our resources are not. And I'll stop right there uh, with that. But also um, in Chicago, the migrants are sleeping in the police stations. They're sleeping in New York. They're sleeping all across the street, all on the street, on sidewalks and and sideways and alleys. It's I've I've never uh, saw anything like this. And it was interesting because Mayor Adams, uh, he invited this at first. He wanted that. He was like, oh, we need to help. We need to help. Now he's saying, we need to stop. We need help. We need help. And in, in regards, I mean, not in regards, but in, you know, as a cause of this, 15% of agencies have to be cut. And you all know what's going to happen once you start cutting people's money. People's checks are going to be affected. Like, you know, you already know what's going to happen uh, when that, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want a police on the street whose check just been cut a couple hundred dollars. You know what I mean? They're not going to put their heart into securing. They're not going to like yeah. when your money's affected. You're not going to come on now. Yeah. Also, Bank of America has Do clean up work, mop up work, just come after the crime has already been committed. Yeah, you're not going to care at all. Uh, quick. Also, quick one. Bank of America has uh canceled the uh canceled an account of um a religious institution, and it is they are Christian. So um. One ministry, which is a church that support indigenous advanced ministries, which partners with on the ground groups in Uganda to care for orphan and at risk children, educate vulnerable children and prisoners, uh, bolster Christian families. And they also provide other essential services, including vocational training and more for Ugandans. Uh, the indigenous advance is doing long is doing life changing work, the kind that lifts people out of generational cycles of depression, dysfunction and poverty. But yet, as aspiring as Indigenous Advance Mission may be, Bank of America decided this April to abruptly cancel its banking account, which the ministry had opened in 2015. Now, along with canceling Indigenous Advance account, Bank of America sent identical notices of cancellation to Servants of Christ and to a separate for-profit business called Indigenous Advance Customer Center. Now, all three entities had just 30 days to find and switch over to a new banking solution, and they were provided with very little reason why. Now, the sudden nature of the bank's decision created a logistical nightmare for Indigenous Advanced Ministries, which had to tell its nine Ugandan employees to wait an extra week to receive a paycheck they depended on, they depended upon for survival. But like many of their countrymen, these Ugandans don't live paycheck to paycheck, but meal to meal. So waiting an extra week for a paycheck in Uganda isn't just convenient. So they're saying, why was Bank of America canceling the accounts? 
Uh, so long story short, uh, the initial notices received in April provided no specific reason. The letters only stated that upon review of your accounts, we have determined you're operating in a business type. We have chosen not to service at Bank of America. A later round of letters said without explanation that indigenous events no longer no longer aligns with the bank's risk tolerance. That is scary. As many groups and organizations as out here that's going through banks. And to see this, and they're not the only one. It's just something to, wow. And people, they needed that to eat. Yes. They needed their money. Yes. They just canceled their money. Did they refund it? Did they give it back? That I'm not, uh, that I'm not completely sure of. I, I hope they did. I hope they gave them back yeah. their money. I hope they gave them enough time to find a bank and, and move out the way. But to cancel it and to say, hey, that's it. Yeah, they did counsel it because they had to tell the employees, you got to wait a little week, you know, wait a while while we figure this out. Yeah. But like, just imagine, guys, like, come on now, just imagine if a bank can just cut off your money just like that for something that you're doing or something you believe in. Imagine what the, what the world can cut off once this digital whole system is in play. Oh, yeah, they, they're going to cut off our bank account. You're gonna cancel our money. You got <laughs> you and saved up all that money. They just cancel. Oh, you don't. Oh, oh, so uh, a man should not lie with mankind. Okay, we're gonna cancel it all. We're gonna take all your money. Yeah, you know what you probably mean? won't be able to get on the airplane, go nowhere. Your your yeah. electric car probably won't be able to go oh, nowhere. You follow Christ. You got Christian views. Oh no. Nah. Yeah, that's get crazy. But that's all I have, guys. Um, man. Um. Des, you got anything else? Um, not really. Uh, really, we can just get out of here. Give them the dream of the week. Yeah, guys, stay tuned for the dream of the week. I want to say we love you guys, and we will be dropping more often. I know it's been a, you know, we took some time off. We had a lot of things. Uh, we was going through a lot of things. My our parents left, and. They now live. My mother, she she lives in. Uh, she's relocated. She's relocated to Virginia. Yeah. She's a big state of Virginia. And we love her so much. That's that's a that's a long, a lot of hours away that we have to go visit her. Uh, but you know, we will you know do this show more often because we're working for God. You know, this show is not about us. We're not lifting ourselves up in any way. With our own righteousness, we would just end up in hell just like everybody else. So it's only by the blood that we're saved and we aim to give, show you, we only want to promote, you know, these different topics and articles or whatever, just to show you that, you know, this stuff is real. And the Bible is coming to life before your eyes that, you know, hopefully to inspire you to get in the Bible, get in the word of God and really seek his face. You know, you, you know, if you, you try to find him and, and you start to have the fruit that show that you really believe in what he did on his cross, he will manifest himself to you. He will give you dreams. He will allow you to know that he's real. Come on further. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Push more into me. You know, he'll give you that, that, that gas or that fuel to, to, to keep you going. And, uh, you know, cause God is leading us and he's guiding us and protecting us, you know? Um, and, uh, there's quick, you know, I know the center, you know, this show, we had a lot of uh, digital topics, AI topics, but AI writes 80% of our media and we already go to Google for everything, right. you know, including social media. So 
we've already been conditioned to steer away from God, to, to go to Google first, to ask where we want to eat. How do we feel reviews on uh, what can make us feel better? What should we eat? Right. And they already, AI already writes 80% of the media, the music, uh, news, uh, movie script. Like it, it writes, why, why do you think they're, uh, you got the whole industry on strike right now? Yeah. AI writes 80% of the media. They're building this, these AI images. They're talking about these smart city conferences that's going to go on uh, in November on the 28th, how they can make everything more smarter. Not only that, but they're putting hundreds of billions of dollars behind it. Yeah. Follow the money. All of the money. And also we have some Christian events coming up soon. So if you want to be uh, in one of these events, please, uh, uh, please email Twisted Youngins. What does it mean? Uh, the email I'll put right here at the bottom of the screen, but it's uh, Twisted Youngins. Uh, with the Z at gmail.com. And uh, we got, we will have singing uh, Christian uh, rappers. We will have poets and something else. And it's whatever. opportunity for individuals. Yeah. If you want to tell your testimony uh, and just to be around Christ-minded uh, individuals, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, we, we need that. You know what I mean? They say you are who you hang around with. You know what I mean? And if you hang around someone a, a, a long time, depending on what they do, you will eventually you'll start to pick up on things and, and start to think like them. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, is, and we want to find brothers and sisters in, in the faith. You know, we want to exchange numbers with you. We, we are nothing. We just we just we're, we're some we're just sheeps in uh, God's everlasting pasture. You know, so we want to be able to know other sheep. How yep. you doing, brother? How your wall going? Maybe we can iron shopping's arm. Maybe you can uh, make us better uh, Christians, you know? Amen. So, Amen. Uh, we love you guys and ask that you continue to uh, like, comment, and subscribe and continue to follow us as we try to figure, if we look around and figure this stuff out for, for everybody, even ourselves. So it's in, it's in Jesus' name. Also, we're going to leave you guys with the dream of the week. Uh, Acts 2.17. And it shall come to pass that in the last days, says to God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Amen. Jesus is Lord. At work, I work 12-hour shifts. I like to listen to pastors while I'm at work through my headphones. And I like to, you know, read the word of God. So I went on break at about, probably about 2 or 3 o'clock that morning, going into like Monday morning. And um, the scripture that I read before I fell asleep was how God gives us dreams and visions in the night, like Job 33, how God speaks in one way and yet another um, man doesn't perceive how in a dream and a vision of the night, um, he opens up the ears of men and he seals their instructions, how he gives us warnings and he terrifies us with visions to keep ourselves from the pit. But I was also um, reading the other scripture that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit and your sons and your daughters will prophesy dream dreams and have visions. Um, so I remember reading that before I fell asleep. And when I fell asleep, I find myself in this car. And through this car window, I could see that it was a beautiful blue day. But while I was in this car, I had been doing what I had been doing the few days leading up to this dream. Um, I haven't, I wasn't committing fornication and I asked God to forgive me for the times that I did commit fornication, but I was like 
reliving those thoughts those last few days leading up to this dream and I was actually enjoying those thoughts so in this dream it starts off with me in this car enjoying them same thoughts I've been thinking about and I look through the car um, window the front of the car and like I said it's a beautiful blue sky and the next thing I know I see this outline of a man and I knew this outline of a man was Jesus. I mean, he was huge. He was behind the clouds. I knew that he was coming. And I knew what I was thinking. I knew what was in my heart. And it was almost like he bust through these clouds. It was almost like 3D. And he kind of bent over through the clouds and he kissed the ground. And the next thing I know, the dream changed. I'm in the hallway with tons of people. It's a normal day. Just like at the beginning, at the first part of this dream, I was in the car. It was a normal day. It's a normal day. It's nothing going wrong. All of us are walking in the same direction down this hall. At the end of the hall, it's these two double doors. Next thing I know, the double doors open. Outside the doors, I can see this, these feet and these legs. I knew that they were giants. And I have enough biblical knowledge to know what Genesis 6 says about the giants, to know what Isaiah 13 says about giants are coming to fulfill my wrath in the Septuagint version. What Revelation says about Satan and his angels will be cast to the earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan has come down among you with great wrath, knowing that his time is short. So immediately, when I saw, I didn't even see the body of these giants. I mean, they were so massive, I could only see the feet and the legs. Fear came over me. I knew where they were. I immediately started to run in the other direction. Other people were walking outside towards them, I guess trying to figure out what was this. And even though I started to run in the other direction, it was like I could see what was going on behind me. And as these people were going outside, these giants started to snatch these people up. It went from peace to like chaos instantly. And I saw people running and I saw people like hanging from one of the, basically being grabbed by an arm, hanging like a rag doll from one of these giants. And the next thing I know, as I look back, it's a man that started coming behind me. I knew that he was evil. I knew he was trying to capture me. And I remember running. And somehow in a dream, he ended up catching me. And when he caught me, he grabbed my head and he said that she does, she does not have the mark. And he had like this kind of microphone up his mouth. I think he was speaking to somebody when he said she does not have the mark. And after that, because I mean, I thought it was so real. Like I could feel the fear, I could feel the terror. I thought I was actually living it. And um, after he said that, it was like, I realized something was like, it's a dream. And when I realized it was a dream, since I was so terrified, I was like, wake up, wake up. You know how you just be panicking, like wake, like trying to wake yourself up. And the next thing I know, when I get scared, I start talking to the Holy Spirit. I start talking to God. And I remember saying, Holy Spirit, please wake me up. But I said it with such terror and dread in my voice. But immediately when I said that, the dream ended and I woke up.